What's up, everyone? And thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Worthy Pieces podcast. Today, I want to talk about boundaries. I've had a lot of conversations with people over the last few weeks, mainly women who have expressed their feelings about their crappy partners. And the worst part of these conversations have been that these women don't know or don't feel like they're able to say no or even to place boundaries. Boundaries are so important for us to have in our life in order for us to feel confident, in order for us to feel like we're functioning, and for us to really feel like we have healthy, supportive relationships around us. Boundaries are the safety nets that we should be living by. If we don't have boundaries, then we are usually left feeling unfulfilled, unsafe, insecure, and potentially unloved. I feel like boundaries actually have been getting more attention and there's something online that have been talked about more and more. I've seen memes, I've seen people on TikTok saying things such as, those that resist your boundaries the most are the ones you have to set boundaries most for. Or the ones that resist boundaries the most are the ones who benefit most from you not having boundaries. There are many different versions of this, but it's cool to see different types of quotes and memes being popped up all over the internet because I think that it then creates a conversation. The thing about boundaries is I don't think people realize how easy it actually can be to set them. I think people don't understand them, and I think it's something that should be taught and normalized, but they can be easy and it doesn't have to be a confrontation. It doesn't mean that other people are going to respect and listen to the boundaries set in place, but it's important to know what our boundaries are and it's important for us to reinforce them. Sometimes when I talk to my clients about this topic, I have to remind them that it's not your job to be responsible for another person's actions, meaning you can't control the behavior of that person and you can't be in charge of how they respond when that boundary is set but you get to decide how that boundary is going to look. And I know, I get it, it also depends on how intense or unsafe you may feel. Some of those boundaries can be maybe firm or sometimes they can be soft depending on the situation or depending on the person. If I have a boundary of not working past 9 p.m. but a coworker continuously calls or emails me past that, I'm not gonna freak out and yell at them and tell them I'm never answering their phone again. I probably am going to communicate and simply reinforce that boundary the next day or the next time I see them. Um, If you notice that the boundary is firm, I know what that boundary is, but it's kind of like a soft resolution. How I go about it is very maturely by communicating and expressing and reinforcing that boundary again. Now, for example, if I'm a newly sober alcoholic and friends invite me over for wine night every Thursday and they know that I'm newly sober, yet they only continue to invite me to drinking events, that might be something I have to look at as maybe my safety is put more at risk and maybe I have to have some type of consequence because they aren't respecting that boundary. Such as maybe I'm not able to keep them as friends or understanding and recognizing if they're even capable of keeping this boundary in the first place. If not, then I have a choice. I reinforce and I create more firm boundaries, or maybe I start distancing myself and that consequence is I perhaps will lose them as a friend. I get it, these are two basic examples, and like I said, they can look different per person and sometimes boundaries change by the minute. 
And this is important for you to think about because when you hear the word boundary, what do you think of? Most people picture kind of this symmetrical fence or barrier surrounding them that's perfectly even on all sides. And all other parties or all other people are perfectly aligned on the outside of this barrier. When reality is, the boundaries aren't like that. Boundaries look more like a squiggly line or a rocky roller coaster. They're up and they're down and they change. They're fluid. Sometimes they change by minute or day by the person. However, it's important for you to know what your boundaries are, what your non-negotiables are, so you're able to enforce them. Boundaries are so important for you to keep yourself safe, to keep yourself protected, and ultimately to form healthy relationships that you feel fulfilled by. They should be transparent, meaning that you should be able to know what your non-negotiables are, what your boundaries are, and be able to communicate them through the relationships in your life. Your non-negotiable boundaries should be pretty easy for you to identify. And this is something if you don't know what they are, go spend some time, write them down, become aware of what they are. Some examples of the boundaries can be that you don't like when people hug or touch you. You don't drink alcohol on work nights. Maybe a boundary is that you only eat out one time a week. Or you only prefer certain sex positions or you don't like certain sex positions. Maybe a boundary is that you want to be treated a certain way within a relationship. Another boundary it's important for you to understand is having certain expectations of another person. The list can really go on and on forever, but bottom line, you need to be aware of what these are. So you either can communicate them if an experience comes up for you that you have to reinforce or express yourself in, Or if you know how to better prepare yourself for those situations that you feel your boundaries are crossed in. In those situations, again, you either reinforce that boundary or you have to have some consequential behavior. Remember, there's going to be times where certain people, maybe those closest to you, but more certainly for those not close to you, they're not going to know what your boundaries are. So you can't just get mad or lash out or freak out. You have to be able to control your emotional responses and either communicate or reinforce them. That's in a nutshell what the basics of boundaries should look like. But I want to spend some time talking more in depth about relationships and how boundaries are present in relationships. Recently, I've had some conversations with women where some serious situations have come up within their relationship that made them feel extremely uncomfortable and at times unsafe. And these women have been very unsure on whether or not they are able to communicate what they're comfortable with and what not. For example, if your man goes to the bar every night with his friends, instead of coming home, instead of taking you out, instead of hanging out with you and your friends or maybe you and your family, if this makes you feel uncomfortable, if it makes you feel like you are not a priority, if you feel like you have a problem with this, You get to stand up for yourself and say, hey, dude, I don't like this and I need X, Y, and Z from you. Or if your guy is texting other women late at night or behind your back and you find out, you get to say, I'm not doing this. I'm not comfortable with this. This doesn't make me feel safe. This doesn't make me feel loved. You have to remember in these situations that they don't at all have to agree with you. 
but they should be validating you and staying within that boundary you're asking for. If they're not, or if they lash out, or if they gaslight you, then you have a serious decision to make. And those decisions may be if you're willing to negotiate on your boundaries, or if you're just too hurt that maybe you have a decision to make a walking away from this relationship. And that sounds scary and it sounds hard and I'm sure your first thought is, well, it can't be that simple and it's not. But at the end of the day, if something like that happens to you and it makes you feel unloved or it makes you feel uncomfortable, you get to stand up for yourself. You get to say, I'm not okay with this and you get to figure it out from there. I also think in relationships, sometimes we make excuses for our partners, right? For example, going back to the bar example. If my partner goes to the bar every night and it's something I'm uncomfortable with, how many times do we find ourselves making excuses? Well, they've had a long week at work. It's only for a couple of hours. They have to come home to me every single night. They get sick of us and the kids. They do this, blah, 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 blah. We make excuses for the behaviors and yet we still sit at home at night uncomfortable, upset, mad, disappointed, resentful, And yet we don't do anything about it. And then years go by and the resentments are formed. And then we wonder why our relationships are so negative or so toxic. This has to stop. We need to be forming healthy relationships. And we do that by setting boundaries and communicating. Now what about families? This topic always interests me because it gives people such an uncomfortable feeling both mentally and physically to talk about, right? Think about politics. The last big election, politics, and maybe somewhat of COVID, right? Those are very touchy subjects. And if you disagree with my belief system, it creates almost like this internal world war for us. Yet we have a hard time with setting boundaries with family members because it's my parents or because it's a sibling or because it's a family member and you just shouldn't treat your family members with you know any confrontational view the thing is is family members are sometimes the most important people we need to be setting boundaries with right our family members are sometimes the most controversial people that we have or we know in our life and again I know that it's hard I know that it's uncomfortable to be able to sit your sister down and say hey I really didn't like it when you did this or when you called me out at dinner the other night, it made me feel very uncomfortable. Please don't do that again. But we have to form these boundaries in order to strengthen our relationships. We have to set these boundaries in order for us to keep ourselves safe. My question to you is, why do you want to walk around feeling uncomfortable, feeling unsafe at family parties or date nights or uncomfortable situations that your partner puts you in when When it comes down to it, it's a simple answer such as having a conversation and being aware of your boundaries. If it's easier to think about or maybe if you're going to spend some time after listening to this podcast and make a list of your boundaries, sometimes it's a little bit easier to think of them within categories. So there's seven types of boundaries I like to discuss with my clients and have them really think about. What are your physical boundaries? What are your intellectual boundaries? What are your emotional boundaries? Your sexual boundaries? Financial boundaries? Time boundaries? And your expectations? 
Within these categories, I think that it makes it easier to break them down and really look at physical boundaries. What am I okay with, whether it's at the grocery store or family parties? What am I okay with friends touching me, being close to me, being in my bubble? Intellectual boundaries, what conversations are not okay to be talked about? What are those views that are taboo and that you know are going to put you in a risky or uncomfortable situation? Sexual boundaries are really important, especially in the dating world or especially in a relationship. What are your preferences? What are your no-go zones? Those are extremely important to identify and express to your partner. Emotional boundaries. What are the things that make you emotional? Do you know your triggers? Do you know the things that you're comfortable talking about? Do you know, do you have a partner that knows how to talk to you about these things? Financial boundaries are what do you do with your money? What are the non-negotiables for you? What, what are you okay spending and what are you okay saving? What are those security blankets for you when it comes to your finances? Time boundaries have to do with, in a sense, I use the example of like a gas tank, right? If you have so much time and energy, how full is your gas tank? What are you willing to invest your time in? And what are some of those to-do lists or responsibilities or maybe relationships that you're just not willing to put a lot of time and energy into? And then your expectation boundaries. What can you expect from others? And this can be in different roles or uh, and this can be in different roles that you play or relationships that you have. Your expectations are going to look different right? For example, the expectations that you have with your partner are going to look very, very different than the expectations you have of your boss. But what are those and have you communicated them? Again, when you think about these boundaries, it's not going to be as black and white as it may seem. There's going to be a lot of gray and as important as those non-negotiables are to set and be aware of, sometimes you're going to have those exceptions. Right? For example, if you have a boundary that you don't normally drink on weeknights or work nights, but maybe it's a celebration. Maybe you got the big promotion at work that you finally have waited for and your partner or friends want to take you out to celebrate. That can be an exception, meaning that it's an occasional lapse on your boundaries and then you're maintaining that non-negotiable. That can happen and that's okay. What's not okay is when you lapse on that boundary and that lapse of boundary or the absence of that boundary becomes your new normal. I get it. Boundaries are hard and they're something that we just do not talk about enough, especially in relationships, especially in forming relationships. And I swear that boundaries should actually be a class we have to take in high school or college so we understand how to set these boundaries and maintain them as adults. Some of my lasting thoughts with this are just remember you are not responsible to make other people happy. You are responsible to make yourself safe and you are responsible of your own happiness. So do not say yes or let your boundaries slip just because it makes that other person happy. That's when you're allowing the possibility for yourself to be manipulated or potentially hurt. That is not okay. Do not feel guilty for putting yourself first. You matter, your needs matter, your safety matters. If you aren't safe or don't feel safe, then how can you make safe choices with others or maintain boundaries that others have set in place for you? I always use the airplane analogy, right? When you're boarding an airplane and they do the safety presentation, whose mask do they ask you to put on first before helping others? Think about that. 
You matter. It's okay to put yourself first. My third point is that if you have moments either in relationships or conversations that you are being hurt or something makes you uncomfortable, then speak up. Don't just feel hurt and internalize that. That's how your boundaries are going to be stepped on over and over again. That's when you are going to be resentful and angry. Use your voice, communicate, and reinforce the boundaries. The people that will respect you and want to resolve the conflict with you are going to appreciate you enough by you vocalizing the boundary. The ones, remember, that lash out or end their relationship because of this boundary being set are the ones who are taking advantage of you. They are the ones that gain the most from not having that boundary set in the first place. Remember that. Remember you are worthy. You are worthy to be safe. You are worthy to be appreciated. And you are worthy to be loved. Know who you are and what you believe in so you're able to form better boundaries. You're able to form better, more intimate relationships with others. Also remember that a respectful, healthy relationship, whether that's through friends, partners, or your family, should be ones that have strong boundaries so you can form trust, you can hold each other accountable, you can feel safe with, you can be honest, and you can support one another with boundaries or each other's needs. So I'm going to leave you with this. Go think about your boundaries. What are your non-negotiables and what do your relationships look like? Which of these relationships do you need to work on and reinforce boundaries with? What are some of these relationships you need to establish boundaries for the first time with? Think about it and I encourage each of you to stand up for yourself. You're worth it and do not ever forget that. Thanks again for listening to another episode and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at worthywithronda. Rhonda does not have an H. And I also am going to link some great resources for books if you're interested in learning more about boundaries. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon, friends. Mm-hmm.